0: I consider myself boldly and unapologetically Catholic. I believe in the truth, beauty, and goodness of our faith, and believe that in the Catholic faith is found the salvation of the world. However, I will admit to you that there is one dogma of the Church that I struggle to preach with the same vigor and force as the others and that is the restriction of the ministerial priesthood to men alone. Because Holy Thursday is a celebration of the institution of the Eucharist, and therefore also a celebration of the institution of the ministerial priesthood, it seems appropriate to talk about this dogma of the priesthood tonight. First, to be clear, I absolutely believe that the Church's teaching is true and that by following it, we are following the will of Jesus himself. It was Jesus who decided to raise up twelve apostles to carry out his mission of preaching, sanctifying, and governing his church once he had ascended. And it was Jesus who determined that this group of apostles should only be men, excluding from the group even his mother and his beloved friends Mary and Martha. These apostles understood this choice of Jesus to be deliberate, and so continued to ordain only men as their successors, a practice that the Catholic and Orthodox churches have never once abandoned. Unless we are going to claim that the apostles did not understand or faithfully follow Jesus, Restricting the ministerial priesthood to men alone continues to be an act of obedience to our Lord and his deliberate, intentional choices. But even while I believe that it is the will of Jesus, I still find this dogma of ours to be incredibly embarrassing. Every Western society since the ancient Mesopotamians has been male-dominated, with some doing better, and some doing much, much worse at respecting the dignity and autonomy of women. But beginning with the suffragettes of the early 20th century, much of this male stranglehold on power has been challenged and overturned, resulting in a society where the equality of the sexes is more and more the rule rather than the exception. We know from the book of Genesis that both men and women are created in God's image and likeness, giving them an equal dignity. So our faith tells us that this societal progress is good and holy and a better reflection of God's original plan. And yet, with an all-male priesthood, the Catholic Church is more and more going to appear to be the glaring exception to this celebrated progress. And that puts us in a tough spot. If we believe that Jesus intended for an all male priesthood, and all of the historical and theological evidence suggests that he did, we have three options. We can abandon the sacramental priesthood altogether and rely only on preachers, as many of our Protestant brothers and sisters have done. Or, we can say that Jesus did not fully understand what he was doing and modify his decision, as our Episcopal and Lutheran brothers and sisters have done. Or, we can remain faithful to the historical choices of Jesus and his apostles, as our church so far has done, with the understanding that this will always make us appear to be the enemy of decency and progress. In this case, choosing Jesus seems to be, at best, incredibly embarrassing, and, at worst, extraordinarily sexist and misogynistic. All of this, added to the horrific scandal of sexual abuse, makes it very difficult to celebrate the priesthood on this, the night dedicated to exactly such a celebration. And yet, Jesus is God, and God always knows what he is doing. In the Church's two millennia of reflection on the priesthood, she continually returns to and relies on one perennial explanation for Jesus' establishment of an all-male priesthood, that the priest is an icon of Jesus. In Eastern Christian theology, an icon is so much more than a painting. When one gazes on an icon, one is not looking at mere wood and paint, but is in fact transported to the reality being represented. When we look on this icon of the crucifixion, for example, the icon is supposed to fade away so that the event itself can become present to us. So too with the priest— When we look at the priest, especially as he exercises his office and ordination, the man himself is supposed to fade away so that the Lord Jesus can become present in our midst. Jesus, it seems, believed that biological sex was so integral to the identity of a human person in a way that skin color or height or facial features were not that for people to consistently look through the priest and see Jesus, the priest must at least be male, just as Jesus was male. This was not a decision based on the relative dignity of men and women, but was a concession to our human nature and our need for realism in our icons. Which brings us to two final reflections. First, your priests must be holy. If I were to stand at this altar, Sunday after Sunday, and claim to be an iconic representation of Jesus Christ, a placeholder who is supposed to fade away so that Jesus himself can become present, but all the while I'm living a life of sin and vice, I will be completely ineffective as an icon. This is not to say that the sacraments depend on my holiness. The church is very clear that Jesus will overcome every sin of the priesthood to make sure his people receive grace in the sacraments. But the less holy I am as a priest, the more I insert myself And my many flaws in the place where Jesus should be. The more I become a barrier to Jesus rather than an icon. This is why it is not just scandalous, but demonic when a priest abuses someone sexually or otherwise, because he has turned an icon of Jesus into a representation of the devil. You have a right to holy priests. And you have a responsibility to call your priests to holiness. Second, yes, at its worst, the corruption of the priesthood is an extreme sacrilege. But at its best, it is one of the greatest gifts the Lord Jesus Has ever given us. When a priest allows Jesus to shine through his ordination and office, Jesus becomes present in our midst. It becomes Jesus who is living with you, praying with you, visiting your homes, honoring your children. Jesus offering himself at daily Mass, giving ear to your domestic sins and struggles and bringing the sacraments into the ordinary cycles of birth, marriage, sickness, and death. We so often feel abandoned by Jesus. But Jesus gave us the priesthood and the Eucharist specifically so that we would know that we are never alone, and that he has never abandoned us. In the Eucharist, we are given the sacramental power of God, who sanctifies us and frees us from sin. In the priesthood, we are given the ordinary and daily presence of God, who will always be with his people at every stage and struggle of their lives. Please pray for your priests that they, even in their flawed and broken humanity, may uphold the grave responsibilities of their office and allow Jesus to be present to his people through the priesthood.